0: You're listening to a Countout Podcast.
1: Um, I honestly don't know what we're talking about today. I never tried my phone last night. So I'm going to do that while we sit here.
0: I'm going to start streaming. I'm not. Well, that would be awkward if you were also streaming. It sure would be. I guess I'd I could. We could stream to your Twitter account, I guess, technically. I think, maybe. Oh, uh. huh. anyways, well, anyways, no. here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one. everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that when one of the hosts has to go on vacation, they record live on a Wednesday morning for you at your cubicle directly into your earbuds. I'm Ryan Knight. See with me as always is the man that the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Doing great. Is, uh, I, honest, I'm not going to lie to everybody, I have no idea what we're talking about today haven't really connected those dots personally ryan's the one that set the show up well he usually does but uh yeah, we never discussed a single thing we were talking about this week so i'm just gonna sit here and uh do my thing and uh act like i know and i'll just you know i'll just spit out my takes when i need to because that's usually what i do anyways my eye is bothering the shit out of me so that's awesome too but yeah let's talk about uh let's talk about some wrestling
0: yeah, Scotty's pulling the old Tipsy Naito uh gimmick here. His his eyes bugging him uh <laughs> can't see my, anything.
1: My knees my knees are also killing me. So <laughs> just call me Scott E Naito. <laughs> <laughs>
2: perfect, perfect.
1: Well, how are you doing otherwise? Yeah,
0: how was your how was your weekend, Scotty?
1: Um, wasn't long enough. I have to go back to work today, and then I'm off again tomorrow. Then I have to go back to work Friday, and then I'm off again Saturday. It's a weird week. It's a weird week. Um, but it's been good. It's been good. I mean, I have to. I just don't want to go back to work. But it's okay. It's okay. We got. We got. We got to talk about wrestling. That's. That's. That's all I need. That's all I need.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, I was missing. out missing talking about wrestling with you on Sunday. Uh, just you know, I was hanging out with family at a reunion, and it was not the same to not talk about wrestling whatsoever. And miss no, a bunch you know, of wrestling.
1: You know what they say? If you're not talking with Scott E. about wrestling, are you really living? I don't know who says that, but someone might.
0: I think only you say that. And I think you have it on a. Th- I said
1: they say. You, you have it. I, I don't talk in the third person. You
0: have it on a throw pillow right behind
1: you, st- uh, stitched into a throw pillow right behind you. You don't know that. <laughs> I, awesome. I want to make one, though. It's, Maybe that, that there's my first merch, personal merch. If you're not talking wrestling with Scott, e, then you're not living or I don't even know what I said. <laughs> no, just keep
2: going.
0: Just keep going. Uh, all right. I'll just keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us again on this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, not really a lot of like main topics, but a lot of like small hitter news items, maybe
1: um Gijimuto disagrees with you well sure.
0: that's a that's a big topic we all know that uh we're gonna of course talking about the g1 climax a little bit of update for that uh preview ring oh. of honors death before dishonor is happening this upcoming saturday um and of course reviewing noah destination or as much of noah destination as that that you and i watched
1: I did not watch the whole thing, I promise you that. There were junior matches, come on now.
0: Me neither. Um, but of course, we got some other news bits here to talk about as well.
1: So let's get we, to... just start playing a game. Every time we get to the news bits, I'll just go was well, Sasha Banks released, and then you'll say no. Well, I mean, the news
0: item there is that, like, uh, kind of, I guess. I mean, there is... There's not been any like formal confirmation about Sasha Banks about and her release between her and WWE and all that stuff, but uh, it, she at the very least it's been announced that she is you know not taking any wrestling appearances until the new year, but she is setting up public appearances at C2E2 um, as Mercedes Varnado, not under the WWE brand not unrelated to that whatsoever so seemingly she might have actually been formally released so there we go the answer to your question scotty is Probably sasha banks Like, is sasha banks released and yet Probably. and yet i
1: go on the wwe roster page not everyone can see this that i'm looking at but her big fucking face is the first thing that pops up so i'm like oh well you know what? I know this. I know this roster page isn't updated that much, but usually when people are gone, they make sure to update it. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're. I'm still waiting for my official confirmation. Yeah, but that's a good start. That's another good start. You know, I think we've had a uh, seven good starts of getting the uh, news of Sasha Banks is still around or not. But, yay!
0: I guess I guess we can change the dial to maybe to probably. I think that's you know, the. She probably should
1: have asked for her release when she had to be next to Saxton Huntley on the roster page. For me, that would have been it. I don't even know who that is.
0: You're a big Saxton hater.
1: Yeah, I sure am. Have you ever looked at the WWE? I'm sorry, we're going off brand here. Have you ever looked at the WWE roster page? Uh, like yeah. within the past year? uh no
0: oh yeah for the show for the they show.
1: literally put roman reigns twice, twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> as the biggest photo on the entire mm-hmm. roster page just tell me who you care about the most without telling me you care about him the most like what a joke i put the usos twice too but their boxes are so small anyways you can we can you
0: know, uh. I like, we were doing. I like the vacant WWE women's tag titles. And then after NXT yes. last night, we have one yes. half vacated NXT. Poor Roxanne.
1: Women. It's okay. Roxanne's the best women. Uh, wait, one second. Let me take that back. She's the best women's champion in NXT. So it's okay. Uh, of the two? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Also, people aren't going to like this, but she's also better than Liv Morgan already. So that would be pretty cool, too, if she gave that. let just move on.
0: Other WB news, uh, <laughs> other no, other WB kind of news, sort of a fake out psych move is that uh, there was a report by Andrew Zarian that said that uh, that uh, USA Network had briefly changed the past Monday Night Raw's rating from a PG to a TV fourteen rating. This was, of course, announced by Andrew Zarian of Mad Men Podcast. That follow up with additional information. He eventually took walk that back saying that he received a memo that went out within the USA network that briefed a change for July 18th. However, this memo was out prematurely and the date of the change has not been finalized. So it was a fake out. However, I'm sort of picking up on the idea that, uh, that the date of the change has not been finalized. It, does that mean that it's still coming? That's where I'm. That's what I'm thinking right now. So Scotty, what do you think about, this whole fake out thing—if you had any thoughts about it—and then whether or not you want to see a TV fourteen or
1: if it matters to you at all. I mean, it's still gonna suck. <laughs> um. So, like that—that's cool. Uh, I think. I think it could make their product a tad bit better, but it's not like gonna be this over. Overly dramatic change to WWE in terms of like, oh, this is going to make this better and this better. No, what you're actually going to get is it being more sexualized like NXT. That's what you're going to get. You're not going to get, well, blood and guts unless Cody's around and then you're going to get blood and guts. Come on now. Uh, so to me, it's just like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. PG era, no more. Blah, 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 who cares? Um, but I'm not going to like, sit here and act like it's gonna dramatically change anything because it's not it's not if anything we're just gonna see roman reigns and brock lesnar maybe bleed in their main event at SummerSlam, uh and you're gonna maybe see um just a more sexualized look but i i just eh, eh. it's hard for me to care it's hard for me to care ryan especially because i don't watch monday night raw or Friday night Smackdown. If you know what, I'm going to say this. If they do enough, somehow, some way, whether it be because of this rating or because Vince McMahon's kicked out and they somehow have a whole new great creative, which I am not counting my I'm not counting on that either. Mm-hmm. And they make Raw or Smackdown watchable again, then I will sit here on this podcast and I will review every single Nope, that's not true. I can't do I can't do that to myself. Uh but if they make either one of those better, then uh good for them, I guess, because SmackDown's literally the worst now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it's the whole thing about how uh you know, T V fourteen it doesn't necessarily help change the storytelling at all. It just makes the storytelling more bloodier or sexier. But that's also the difference, uh, is that like AEW makes it bloodier. WWE when they last time they were TV14, yeah, it was bloodier and, and brutal and stuff. But they also did like cutting off of penises and you know women shitty women <laughs> stipulation matches and lingerie matches, all that stuff, live sex shows, all that stuff. So you know it's 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 not gonna make things better. If anything, no. it's gonna be a backwards move. People thinking that the TV fourteen is going to save WWE, it's not the thing that's going to save it. It might, it could help, you know, if they decide not to be raunchy with it. Is with Vince McMahon and creative? I don't think that's going to happen. But who the heck knows, Scotty? We all, what we do know is that WWE is a safe space, so we can't imagine that there'll be any sort of raunchiness or anything like that in a safe space that is WWE, right? So, I you know, it, it's. It's interesting that it still might be coming. That if you know, if Zarian's saying that like it's a plan, at least if USA network, that's interesting to me. That feels very much like a response to AEW. Um But I don't I don't know what's gonna happen to this thing. I, I'm very interested to see what happens.
1: I think it's important to say Stone cold Steve Austin isn't walking through the door anytime soon. You know, like the people that made tv14 really great aren't walking through the door to save this and you know half of their problem and they have big problems which is mostly just their booking and storytelling but they also just don't have their top stars there at all like roman's never there cody's hurt like cody became the most watchable thing legitimately on those shows and once he got hurt i was like oh god this is this is bad, so I just it's hard to care. I think you make a good point it's like you know until they until Vince McMahon is not there anymore, it's just going to be the same it's just it's never going to get better uh but you know what if if they wanna go t v fourteen which is probably a long time overdue uh just to just to have flexibility, i think. Yeah, if they want to, like, get serious with the story, I think that's a good part of it. Mm -hmm. But how many times will they actually do that a year once? Like the Cody and Seth feud would have had blood. There you go.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's the only thing I can think of is TV 14, like adding blood to specific feuds. Seth Rollins saying, I don't give a shit about you, Cody, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, You know, things of that nature. I don't don't think it's going to change too much. Uh, speaking about AEW, uh, AEW's AQA wrestler, uh, AQA is a wrestler there, 25-year-old former NXT wrestler Zayda, Zayda Ramir, announced that uh, she is stepping away from from professional wrestling. She tweeted out with a notes app things sort of thing said, at this time, I've decided to step away from professional wrestling for the immediate future. For the past few years, both mentally and physically, I have not been in a great place of wrestling, and silly me, I kept pushing through. I didn't want to be seen as weak, but only sucked the fun out of every opportunity I had. I hope during this time I'll be able to reflect deeply and see what path is best for me. So yes, uh, AQA is semi-retiring, semi-stepping away. Well, maybe we'll see here. She's only 25 years old. She's still very young, so uh, she could easily pop back up. We'll see what happens.
1: I don't want to be that dick, but they always come back.
0: Oh, of course, of course, they always go. Like,
1: like if you if you put up like ten people that say this like every few years, ten wrestlers, what nine of ten come back? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I hope she gets better because you know it's tough, and I'm sure getting released and you know kind of just having to find a job and jumping right into AEW and. You know, I don't know if she was booked anywhere else besides like a couple darks. So I'm not even know. I don't know how much she's been wrestling, Um, but maybe that could have to do with this as well. Maybe she had a chance to get bookings and she just didn't want to. So that could play into it as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, she yeah get better. She I don't know exactly exactly when she signed up with NXT, but she debuted on NXT March of 2021 during the pandemic during the Triple H era still. She had, what is this, five matches in three months and then seemingly got dropped at some point after that. Uh, Then pops up in AEW February of 2022. Uh, Gets signed, wrestles there on a bunch of dark matches, wrestles on some indies for New Texas Pro, uh, Reality of Wrestling, the Ring of Honor Supercard, Zero Hour Show. Warrior wrestling, and then that's it. And then it literally—that's—that's that's all we get from her. So she she only rest on, wrestled on TV once, and then she was on Dark and Dark Elevation five more, five or six more times after that. So, uh, she hasn't wrestled since June eighteenth. and That was for Warrior Wrestling. Uh, so yeah, it's disappointing, you know. But uh, you know, if if you're not feeling mentally or healthy or anything, you know, take take the break. There's no point in sticking it out to try to make it better take a little break come back into it when you're feeling better it might it might not be for her i mean she's 25 i mean she's just still discovering what it means to be i guess that i'm just gonna stop there it's because she's still discovering what it means to be so it's figuring all that stuff out life choices and stuff so i don't blame her whatsoever um another these are all but i got a bunch of small little tidbits here Singing in the AEW. Well, well, actually, no. We'll move on from this one, and then we'll go circle back to, for happy news. Uh, do you want to talk about stuff that Twitter Twitter nonsense disc- discourse from yesterday, Scotty?
1: About Effie? Yeah,
0: Effie trended on social media t- yesterday after a spot at Underground I Wrestling Alliance. I had up for this.
1: No, 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 no I not signed up for this bullshit. Ah.
0: Uh, So basically, uh, Effie did a spot where it involved thrusting his pelvis to the face of his opponent, which is a female opponent named Sandra Moon. Uh, People drew comparisons to Joey Ryan. Uh, Sandra Moon tweeted out that she was totally okay with the spot. So what the heck was everyone mad about? Scotty, do you have any thoughts about this?
1: Yeah, it's gross. Don't do it again. Effie's bad at wrestling. There you
0: go. Ooh, that's a spicy one. That's a spicy
1: take. Well, you know, I'm not here for Bussy or whatever the fuck they're called. I'm not here for that. And I don't like any time someone does have the Joey Ryan type stuff going on in their matches. This is a, and I understand the comparison. I'm not saying Effie's nearly as bad as a person as Joey Ryan, but just don't do it. There's no need for this in wrestling.
0: I, I sort of agree. I have nothing against Effie at whatsoever.
1: I just don't like the spot. <laughs> I just Like I'm I'm told Effie can is a good, yeah capable wrestler. Yeah. Just wrestle. You don't have to do this gross stuff. Like you to you two in the ring may have agreed, oh, it's fine. But maybe just sit there and think about it for a second. Maybe we still shouldn't do it. Like, just think about the image that it makes and what you're doing.
0: I my whole thing about it is that like I I I don't like the spot and the fact that the spot happened and everyone on Twitter not everyone Twitter a section of Twitter immediately drew it to like Joey Ryan immediately drew it to like that just
1: because it involved that area I know I know it's a hairy man who does intergender wrestling
0: against a woman.
1: Yeah, well, that's what intergender wrestling is.
0: Yes. How dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's just that, like, I don't, I, I just personally, I don't like the spot. I don't like it when it happens in any other context. No. Uh, even if it's not intergender, I just don't like the yeah. spot. So it's, for me, it's a spot thing. I don't have issues of Effie. I don't have issues of Sandra Moon. I don't like the spot. I don't like wrestlers doing no. that spot. I don't think it's fun.
1: No, right. if you're going to do intergender wrestling, just wrestle. That's why people are there to watch you. It's so cool to watch you wrestle and not do. These, you know, kind of like disgusting things that just don't belong in wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Other disgusting things that don't belong in wrestling. Uh, oh Michael God, El- Ma- so many. Michael <laughs> Elgin uh, is reportedly arrested in Japan for stealing protein powder. Uh, it was a little update with, from Wrestling Observer Radio. Dave Meltzer confirmed that something happened in the gym regarding Malcolm, Michael Elgin, but it's not 100% guaranteed that he stole protein powder. So something happened where he might have been arrested for at least 10 days, uh, forcing him to miss the NOAA destination event. Um, and he was then promptly unbooked for his remaining dates. And now he is back home in Canada. Uh, so Michael Elgin uh, was seemingly arrested, but now he's back in Canada and no longer works for NOAA. He's, un- he's since taken on social media to refute the idea that he had any jail time at all, and that he stole protein powder.
1: The N1 victory looks great. Uh, the tag team champions and Noah are great. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see the problem.
0: Yeah, totally okay. Having I Michael have no, Logan...
1: like, words to say about Michael Logan anymore. Like, if he did it, he did it. If he did it, he didn't. If he's going through a tough time, I'm sorry. Like, but you have plenty of back story behind you that I understand why no one, feels bad for certain situations and if you did get caught stealing not great but you know what like we're at this point where it's like i'm just looking at what has happened because of this and it's a lot of good believe it or not in noah so and shout out jack morris as well you know mm-hmm. and one victory's jack Morris. So <laughs> no one knows who he is. No, i don't, I, don't... I, I i'm cheering him on because i'm like oh you know this guy did nothing and people are like why the hell is he in here and i'm like well, it's a fair question. Because no one's ever heard of him. But I'm gonna cheer him on. Hopefully he's good. He's wrestling a bunch of good people. Maybe it'll work out. Uh but yeah, no Elgin means uh means I don't have to watch him wrestle. So
0: Yeah, no. Uh I'm totally okay with Michael Elgin no longer being in wrestling and then Noah. You know, you had all that stuff that happened with him in Impact, um, what was it a couple year, one or two years ago? Um where uh I forget he's was, done a lot of stuff it, it was all it was all speaking out, it was speaking out stuff i don't remember specifically uh what happened with him just because there were so many speaking out things and i don't
1: remember top rope catch up five sorry i've moved on from all right there's uh, so many little news bits this week and they're all like depressing. god damn do you
0: want one that's happier What do you want? All right. Uh, Fightful Select has learned that talent and staff in AEW have been told Kenny Omega is nearing a return. Details, tentative (laughs) creative plans, and how it changed other plans, as told the talent staff, are now in the full story at Fightful Select. So, (laughs) Kenny Omega is nearing his return to AEW's ring. (laughs) I'm
3: so happy.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because okay, so fun, fun, fun little thing here. I thought when they said it, I was like, okay, okay, let's go to the people that have problems because I didn't consider Kenny for a second because we just knew that he's dealing with every injury in the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe CM Punk. That'd be cool because you know Meltzer talked about that the other day and gave us a window of five months, so that was cool. Um, then Brian Danielson we haven't heard about him in a while I was like oh maybe he's coming back because he has the kind of injury where he can walk back in tomorrow Um, or maybe it's Bailey for WWE because they didn't didn't, you know Sean didn't say it was AEW Mm -hmm. and then he drops the bomb that's Kenny Omega Mm -hmm. Kenny Kenneth the best bout machine did you see uh timeout timeout time did you see Osprey's new shirt
0: I did just see it right before we started. <laughs> uh, better, better than the best bout machine on the back. Great oh, so
1: stuff. What does the, the front say?
0: Uh, Something about One Wing Angel. I, feel like, I can't I read. It's like
1: Billy Wanker or something. Uh, anyways. Can't, anyways, read, can't right. read that font. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back to Kenny. I'm just very happy. Um, you know, He's been gone for a very long time, but they're, listen, they have saved a lot for Kenny to come back. And I really wish I knew he was going to come back as a baby face because he's best as a baby face, in my opinion, believe it or not, even though he's a great heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll come. But I'm just excited that we have any news on him coming back. If he's If he comes back at all out, if he comes back at full gear. That is still sooner than what my head was telling me because I had given up hope for like this year for the most part because of how many injuries he was dealing with. Yeah. So I'm just excited. Kenny being back is a win and that means that means so many things. I mean, how how do you make AEW better when they've suffered so many injuries, despite being really good right now? You bring back the original like guy of this company.
0: Totally. One hundred percent. I think Kenny Omega coming back would be fantastic.
1: I think
0: of you know it's just saying that they're 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 planning you know is nearing return. We don't know if he's ninety percent, if he's seventy percent. You know we don't know what he said he'll we're... never
1: be a hundred percent. So
0: yeah, and that's coming from the horse's mouth there uh, of Kenny Omega.
1: But uh, the goat, the noting, he hasn't been a hundred percent like six years
0: <laughs> yeah i i that's the thing it's like 70 to 90 to 100 percent you know that's that's been par for the course for Kenny omega for a long time so maybe that's fine um yeah no it's exciting stuff you got uh all out potential uh if it's that close maybe even grand grand slam or whatever it's called mm-hmm. uh that oh, maybe returns it all out Wrestle the grand slam there's potential there Uh, With Kenny Omega coming back, that would also mean that we might finally get movement on the AEW Trios titles. (laughs) Uh, Since Tony Khan has specifically stated he is waiting for Kenny Omega to unveil those titles. Uh, So that's exciting to me. Um, With Kenny Omega coming back, you can get Kenny Omega versus CM Punk for a world title match. That could be exciting for me uh there's I, I just that'd be
1: exciting to a lot of people
0: <laughs> you can you can get movement on kenny omega versus adam cole you can you, there's some oh and then not even that well, adam cole has to
1: come back too
0: that's also true uh but i imagine adam cole will probably be back around the same time if not earlier than kenny just because of injury differences um oh, and then beyond all of that you also have what they're building right now which is kenny omega versus will osprey which oh boy, <laughs> that's that is a match and a half that I wanna see. That is a that's that's a boy howdy match already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've they've built that one up a little bit. They that match is the most built up match in the wrestling. And mm-hmm. They aren't in the same company. Kenny hasn't wrestled in almost a year. It's it's uh it'll be special when it happens.
0: Yeah, I am 100% excited for that match, and I cannot wait for it because, boy, howdy, that should be good. Um, But yes, that is Kenny Omega, potential return. and We got trios. title. Maybe he comes back in AEW All Out, and they do trios titles, and the finals are at Grand Slam. Whew, just give me a trios title tournament. That's what I need, folks. Oh, it's just... Oh. I want it. Anyways, uh, let's talk about some main topics here. Uh, let's talk about Noah Destination. Let's. Oh, we review. won't talk
1: about this. I want to just say shout out uh, Swerve and Keith Lee. They won the titles, and I jumped out of my chair when I watched it. So very happy that they won. I mean, that was a week ago now, so it's a little late, but mm-hmm. I don't care. I wanted to give them credit because that was fantastic. Also, a fantastic t- title match.
0: Fantastic title match. Uh, yeah, it's been a week ago, and I'll I'll be at Dynamite tonight. Actually. Uh, I'm going wow. tonight.
1: You're 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 lighting the fuse.
0: I am in fact lighting the fuse. I'm bringing my flamethrower, uh. So I'm gonna light it up. Uh, dynamite. For style. Fighter
1: fest. Fighter fest Part- week two. Partner.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston battle it on at a barbed wire death match,
1: which I have to be really good or really bad. <laughs> Yes, and yes. I have confidence in these two. Actually, that'll be really good.
0: Their, I mean, their match at whatever the I forgot the pay per view that was, but that singles match between the two of them, uh, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston, was fantastic. Uh, revolution was
1: a revolution.
0: Maybe that sounds right. That yeah, sounds was, right.
1: Yeah, because the anarchy in the arena was uh,
0: the one after that. Uh so you know, and this will also be a feud ender too. So you know, I'm excited about this sort of so thing. They say. Rest of the rest yeah. of the card is uh you know hit or miss I guess but uh you know that the main event should be good I'm hoping. Oh, uh,
1: listen, Not all of us can uh, just go to a Dynamite and get FTR versus the Young Bucks. I can, but you know not everyone can.
0: Or go to a a, a, a sub promotion for AEW and see FTR versus the Briscoes two out of three falls. You can, you know I can't. I, yeah. I gotta I gotta
1: stick it out. I don't know yet if I can go, so we'll see. But there's, uh, I have some stuff going on that day.
0: Ooh. Well, we'll find out, I guess, next week if Scotty went. Uh, well, let's talk about Noah Destination, uh, a big pay-per-view coming out of Noah, Pro Wrestling Noah, everyone's favorite green promotion. Um, Wait a minute.
1: Yeah, that's probably right. That's
0: okay. probably true. Uh, Unless you uh, really
1: like Pro Wrestling Eve, but I, I highly doubt it. No. Compared eh, and contrast
0: the two. Which one has
1: Rob Van Dam? That's true. That's
0: true. Uh, one of them couldn't even get Jamie Hader, you know? So, is that, is that fun? Uh, so, Noah Destination, they had a show at the Nippon Buticon, uh last weekend. 3,200 in attendance. And they got a whole card. I know for a fact that Scotty and I did not watch all of this card because a lot of the no, junior I don't matches. not
1: junior matches. Just come on, Exactly. Unless it involves Dragon Gate, I don't watch them.
0: Did you watch the opening match? Ohara, High 69, Shuji Kondo, and Tadasuke versus Atushi. No. Defeated no. the team of Atushi Kochi, no, Daisuke no, Harada, no, Extreme Tiger, and no, Yohei.
1: No. No! Did you? I was, trying to, I was trying to save you some time there. You just weren't letting it happen yeah, that's fine. Let's just
0: talk about the news worthy matches then. Let's talk about uh for let's talk about our new new worthy matches first, which is, of course, the singles match, the first ever match in the pro wrestling love uh, uh, series for Muto's retirement tour. And it was, in fact, Kaito Kiyomiya defeated Keji Muto in 26 minutes and 28 seconds. I thought this match was fantastic. I thought that they did a lot of uh, the constant Kaito Kiyomiya scouting out the dragon leg screw was fantastic, just like five or six times in a row, just never
1: getting it. Uh, People watching the camera watching me do the set up for the where Ryan's about to get drilled. Oh
0: shit, in the back of my head? (laughs) uh, I thought this match was so good, uh, but Scotty, uh, I know you have a lot to say, so I will give you the floor now.
1: This match was phenomenal, phenomenal. I never doubted him for a second, him being the one, the only Keiji Muto. Uh, This is legitimately, for most people that I've talked to, a top 10 at the least match of the year. And, you know, how could I be shocked? Keiji Muto went in there and he said, you know what? Got my working boots on today. Let's do this. He did a top rope hurricaraya that had my heart beating out of my chest because I didn't know if he was gonna get it or if he was gonna, you know, other things. Um, you know, this this man is out of his mind. And then in the end, he gets well, he didn't get pinned, but he gives up to the figure four. Oh man. Couldn't have done it better myself. I'll never Doubt Keiji Muto, and shame on everyone else for doubting him either. Okay, maybe I had a little doubt going into this match. All right, maybe I had a lot of doubt going into this match, but let me tell you, they deliver, and it was phenomenal. And Kaito Kiyomiya gets the biggest win of his career. I don't care that he's been JHC World Champion. This is the win now. Push him to the moon. And I mean that seriously, because, you know, after the match, Keijimuto Muto says, yeah, now he has my moves, too. So now that Kiyomiya has added the figure four, the Shining Wizard, to his block of moves, it's a passing of the torch moment, a fantastic passing of the torch moment. One of the best matches of the year, in my opinion, and I'm not just saying that because I do actually like Keiji Mutel, and I think this is the bet this is the most complete Kaito Kiyomiya has ever looked. This dude is a star. There is a new world champion that I hope gets a decent reign, but it should be go right from this this current GHC heavyweight champion to Kiyomiya in the future. Noah did something this past weekend and it was bring interest back to their promotion and you know after the waves of emotion i think a lot of people have gone through as a noah fan this year it's great to actually come out of a show and be like wow i like where we're going and this is this is that time like i love where they're going with a lot of certain things is it perfect no but Kaito got a big win against Keiji Muto. Just a phenomenal match and oh man, it was great. It was great. And now I'm tired, so I'm going to stop talking. It was a great match.
0: Uh yeah, 100% I had doubts about this match going in. Of course, <laughs> is is Muto going to be able to move toe? Well, that's fair. Uh is, you know, is he going to Pin Kaito <laughs> Kiyomiya again, I mean the
1: only the closest is you time out, yeah, time out, no, 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 go back did you say move toe,
0: yeah, I did say move toe, did you like it did you like that one? I got compliments on my on my pun game last year, yeah episode. we
1: don't well, I'm not giving no, 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 no Jason should not have gave you credit and because now I have to hear them every show again. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I guess that is true. You will be forced to hear them. But they're good. They're going to get better every single time. Um, So, yeah, I had doubts uh, whether or not he can move toe. I had doubts whether Kaito Kiyomiya could even win. The closest he ever got was a draw. So very concerned about that. Because like we said last week about this match, whoever won this match, in my estimate, really determines how the rest of this retirement tour is going to come out. Is it going to be Kaiji Muto winning every single match? Or is it going to be maybe he picks up some wins, picks up some losses, or maybe lose them all? Kaito Kiyomiya won here. And I think that is very interesting news. uh, Because, you know, it's a win, but it's also like, you know, I'm doing everything to like, I'm going to take on Muto's, you know, move that torch over to Kiyomiya, move into the N1 and maybe get the win in the N1. Uh, And that would be, you know, continue that momentum for Kiyomiya. Yeah. Uh, Keiji Muto, he can go off and do other things and wrestle other people, maybe even in other promotions, Um, seeing how that shakes out. But it's very interesting to me uh, that Muto has decided to lose here. He didn't have to. He didn't have to be, (laughs) but he's decided to. And that makes me think that the, oh, at the very least, it is wrestling. We just talked about it kind of with AQA. It is wrestling. But him losing here, K.G. Muto losing here, does bring, for me, more legitimacy to this retirement than ever before. We'll see how it turns out in the next four matches for Muto. But right now, I'm like, all right, this actually might be an interesting watch and might be worth making sure I watch all these matches. Uh, it's not going to be a Muto win fest uh it's gonna be we're gonna get some actual listen, matches listen. that matter
1: this could have went two ways it could have been a win faster it could have been him actually doing the right thing mm-hmm. and truthfully i would have been here for both of them <laughs> uh <laughs> but i'm very happy they picked this direction because now kaito he feels made in a lot of ways like the fact that Muto decided to give his moves to him, yeah, like that's that's not just something that happens. Like no one can make Muto do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: No one can make Muto give someone the Shining Wizard or the Figure Four. Like that is what they did here, and I thought, you know, and I we talk about Muto a lot, but Kaito's performance in this, it's why this match is so good. Like yeah. You brought up avoiding those dragon screws, that was it, was just masterful every time. Yep, and then he'd go right back at him. And mm-hmm. you know, when he hit the shining wizard, that was great. And when Kaito hit uh, not Kaito, Keijimuto hit the shining wizard, you kind of just sat there a little bit and you're like, oh, and
0: then and then he hit Uh-oh. the second one and then he hit the third yeah. one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh you're,
1: no, you're like, oh god, he lost. He hits the hard off the top, which by the way terrified but it was like picture perfect once he got it yeah um i thought if he hit the moon salt it was all over let's just let's just admit that he didn't hit the moon salt uh but yeah it was a great match it was it was so much better than i could have imagined as someone that was like this was the match the same day the goddamn g1 started this was the match i literally woke up walked over to my computer turned it on and watched it unspoiled and it was so worth it. Totally.
0: totally. And and are I'm talking about the finish. The finish being Kaito Kiyomiya. Oh, yeah. Destroying, going after the legs, dropkick after dropkick to both of Muto's legs, locks in the figure four, uh, and and not only really taps him out, but causes forces him <laughs> to submit.
1: Okay. Listen, Muto's going to keep some of his magic.
0: <laughs> yeah. He can't tap out. He didn't do the mood <laughs> assault. He didn't tap out. Uh, he did give up, though, uh, when Kaito Kiyomiya got the win. And like you said, he got passed down the shiny I wizard. I
1: people and... be upset about him, like how they embraced after how Muto was just kind of walking away. And I'm like, well, you got to remember, like this. Everyone looks at Muto as like this selfish guy who's like he's not there to be like all loving and whatever. So like that didn't bother me. Like he gave. He embraced Kaito really quick and let he was like walked away. It's like he kind of was just giving Kaito his moment too. like that was a big win. So for me, that didn't matter at all. I thought it was good.
0: That's how I that read it as well. Yeah. That's how I read it as well. I read it as Muto giving Kaito his flowers, you know,
1: his yeah. moment there. I can't uh, wait for the final four matches now.
0: Yeah, like I said, that it brings more legitimacy and makes it more interesting for me to watch because now it's like, okay, Muto could actually lose these matches. You know, It's yeah. not going to be a blower. I'm sure out. he'll
1: win one. I'm sure he'll win one.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he'll win something, Uh, whether it be his last one or some other match. But yeah,
1: I- I'm very interested.
0: the rest of them. <laughs> or the rest of them. That'd be very funny. That'd be so funny if you won <laughs> the rest of
1: them. Hey, if you put one person over, I think, that's a, I think we just have to consider that a win.
0: Exactly. I that's that's a win and it's the the eight person I guess. Um, you know, very good stuff from that match. I, and the match itself is also very good. Uh he another
1: said, you know, you could have said muto.
0: <laughs> you know, that that pun, you know, don't you're not good at puns, Scotty. Just, you know, you're not going to be able I, to do puns.
1: I don't plan on it. I just <laughs> wanted to say it's, you could have just did another terrible one if you wanted to.
0: Uh another newsworthy match of course was the main event with the GHC heavyweight title match, where Satoshi Kojima in his first ever defense with the title lost it to Kano in twenty-eight minutes and seventeen seconds. This was very much an upset for me. Did not expect this result, did not see this coming. Felt Probably like a
1: lot of people did.
0: <laughs> exactly. It felt like Kojima was a lock, especially first defense. Uh, and this was a utter surprise for me and for everybody else with Cano getting the victory. Scotty, what did you think about this main event? What did you think about Cano becoming the new GHC heavyweight champion?
1: Oh man, I thought it was a great match. Uh, not that I'm, you know, really shocked that they had a great match, mm-hmm. um, but the it, I think it's a match that benefits a lot. From the result. Like there are matches that do that. And this was one of them because you walked away from it and you're like, damn, we have a new champion. It's actually someone that you hope they can get behind for a couple months. You know, we've played hot potato now with this title for a while. You know, went from um Nakajima to Fujita. Fujita had to get rid of it obviously, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And then Shizaki won it. Shiozaki dropped it to Kojima, and now Kojima has dropped it to Kano. Let's settle now. Let's have Kano have this great title reign. One, I definitely think he deserves it. Um, And two, it makes for a lot of great matches coming up uh, because I think you and me both agree Kano is one of the best, not only in Noah but probably the world, in terms, terms of just great Great matches when he has the right opponents in there, and when I say right opponents I mean not the flaming boot of any situation, uh but I'm really excited because I didn't expect it, and it should be great,
0: oh yeah, totally, I think uh he's your
1: favorite in noah right
0: he uh, No, no Go goshiyazaki is my favorite uh oh, that makes sense i love I love me some goshiyazaki, um, but he's certainly up there I think he's he's like number three probably with like him goshi Ozaki and nakajima um probably um but kano i love kano a lot i think he's very interesting i love his strikes uh i love everything about it uh i like i keep bringing up the flaming boot because i just think that's so cool The it does it does scare me because when i think of kano i think of the flaming boot losing to muto and then i think about muto's retirement tour and now kano has the title and i'm just like
1: fair unfair he lost to muta not the same good point i guess uh <laughs> kim cares? you know who's more protected than keiji muto the great muta that's true great
0: Muta is <laughs> gonna win the last one probably um, um but yeah no go, i i, I really like to know what you said
1: you want me to go through the uh m1 victory afterwards after you're done talking
0: yeah we'll we'll go through it when we'll go th- go through the rest of the card um, the
1: rest of the cards
0: well there's some other stuff that's in, that's important uh kano i thought this match was very very good um i like the uh the effort in this match uh between kano and kojima like i said it was not expecting kano to get the win but i thought kojima was able to hold his own looked really good out there uh it wasn't just it wasn't a great match for me but it was a very good match um i liked kano's strikes i liked uh just this it was just a surprise and there's nothing really built up for me to be like oh yeah Kano's gonna get this one it was just kind of like whoa okay uh but yeah everything about it I just thought was very very good um other matches that were newsworthy the GSE tag team title decision match which was Hideki Suzuki and Timothy Thatcher defeating the team of Masa Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura. uh so we have new tag team champions I thought that this they were going to be new champions no matter what. But, of course, if Michael Elgin gone, we uh, knew for certain that it was probably going to be Suzuki and Thatcher. And I think that's a good tag team to put the belts on, honestly.
1: Yeah, I thought this match was great. Really hard-hitting, really physical. Kind of what you expect out of these four. Um, I'm happy Timothy Thatcher has a belt. He's great in Noah. He really fits, um, he fits the best out of anyone they've brought in so far, mm-hmm. um, which isn't really shocking. I think a lot of people knew that, but... He doesn't have much of the stink on him that people like to talk about. Uh he just kind of goes in there and beats the crap out of people. Now we see uh two former NXT stars as the Noah tag team champions, but they should be actually really good together. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them work.
0: Yeah, how how dare Noah bring in former WWE wrestlers and give give put titles on them? How dare they do that? What kind of company? Shame. What kind of company thinks about doing that? Um, you know, Thatcher. Uh, all of them. Thatcher, all of them. <laughs> Thatcher and and Noah is really good. Uh, he's it's. A, I think right now it's the best spot for him personally. Um, uh, it's the only really spot. for him The only other
1: him. place would have been like New Japan.
0: Yeah, but I I think honestly like Noah just no well Noah I think just think hits harder personally you know the the. the the feeling of Noah gives me just feels like it hits harder. It's different. It hits like different, the, uh, baby.
1: Like the uh WWE video game.
0: It hits different. Uh, but I love seeing Thatcher out there. I think he's doing great stuff. Also, he's jacked and ripped, and I'm I'm upset about it. Um <laughs> other newsworthy matches, the hardcore tag team match. I know Scotty for a fact wants to talk about this. Masada Tanaka and Rob Van Dam defeated the team of sour Rung guy and super crazy. In ten minutes and forty six seconds.
1: Devastated. We're not getting Kuchiba versus Rob Van Dam for the GHC Heavyweight Title. It's it's.
0: I mean, yeah. It's it's just a disappointment. We got to get Rob Van Dam in there
1: now. Here's, Rob Van Dam's not bad. I want to put that out there. Like he is not bad. He hit he hit a great five star frog splash to win this match.
0: <laughs> yeah, I th- I I thought the match itself. All four members of the teams, like, were, they're older, so they're all, like, slightly moving a little slower than they used to, of course. But other, but it was well-hidden. The tag yeah. aspect, the hardcore aspect, was able <laughs> to hide all that nonsense yeah. for the most part and just made it really enjoyable, this match. Uh, and Rob Van Dam, like you said, can pretty still pretty much go. Uh yeah. And honestly, I would love to see Masada Tanaka and Rob Van Dam challenge for the GHC tag title. I,
1: I would too. That would be great. They were good together, uh, which I kind of expected, but I don't know why. It's just like, I know people like what he originally got announced for, people just laughed. And I was like, I don't know. I. I know Robert. That wasn't great an impact, but like we have to remember the stages here. Like he, he he's not gonna go all out at Impact. He might go all out on the bigger stage of like these Noah shows that he's appearing on. It's not like he's appearing on their mini ones. He's appearing on their major ones. Yeah. So I I hope they keep bringing back RVD because he actually looked good. He's not hurt uh, anymore, and he seems like he's having a good time. So that's always important.
0: That's always important. Uh, speaking about a good time, this is the last match, uh, unless you have other matches you want to talk about. Uh, Ninja Mac versus Dante Leone. We gotta talk I about this so watch long. this. You didn't watch it. I thought no, this I match. Wa-
1: I don't. I wouldn't watch this on the indies. Why would I watch with I guess
0: that's true. I watched this match. <laughs> I thought this match was fantastic. I thought this match was really, really good. The it, ju- it is just it it it. This match feels like for me it's going to be a wild comparison to so, so strap in for word. This match feels to me, got the same sort of discourse for me as like the best of super juniors, ricochet Osprey match of like the flippy, flippy Magoo nonsense and people getting all upset about it. Uh, Yeah, there's flippy Magoo nonsense in here, but I like flippy Magoo nonsense and when it's done well,
1: please stop saying flippy Magoo. It makes me feel uncomfortable.
0: That's fair. Um. <laughs> This had flippy shit in it, but when it's yeah. done well, it's really good. You know, Dante Leone had a fantastic cutters. There was a, what was a 630 like Phoenix Splash or something from Ninja Mac. Just an insane move. It's just, it is the next level of high flying that some people are on board, some people are not on board yet. And eventually, you know, this is, the, this be that thing. But I think this was a great breakout moment for Dante Leone. Ninja Mac got streamers, so they're really setting him up as this next big guy for Noah uh, in terms of the junior division. So I I will be watching the junior junior division if Ninja Mac is the champion, and you could you know that for certain from me. So uh, I'm I'm fully on board in the Ninja Mac in Noah train. I, I think he's been really good, fantastic work, uh, and I would like to see more, honestly.
1: Wow. I I don't think you could have sold it better there. I think you're uh, all in on Ninja Mac as the future of Noah.
0: Look, man, I need someone to have I need I need to have something to watch in the junior division and it's Ninja Mac. It's not going to be Hayata. It's not going to be any of these other scrubs. I need Ninja Mac in there.
1: It should never be Hayato. That's ever, what I'm saying. Ever. I just want. I just want to put that out there to the people listening. It never should be Hayato. He's mm-hmm. not good. He's bad.
0: Um. Do you want to talk about That's the N? one. Yeah. Let's talk about the N one.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. The N one looking good, folks. Okay. So, the mat, obviously it obviously hasn't started yet, but they're doing the two block system, mm-hmm. and the majority of both blocks are really good. Like, yeah really good and the weak parts are like wrestlers that you know of it's just like they're not up to the standard i guess but we'll see how they work i'm actually intrigued by them so a block here we'll talk about it okay no the gac heavyweight champion kazayuki fujita you know could could be a little dangerous but i he's a good wrestler i enjoy his matches i want to put that out
3: there
1: Mm -hmm. um he's very physical uh goshio Masato Tanaka, Masaki Mochizuki, which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't know if he was going to be in it or not. Hideki Suzuki, Hio De- Dr. Wagner Jr., mm-hmm. and Anthony Green.
0: <laughs> Look, somebody's got to beat Fajuda, and we all know it's going to be Anthony Green. Yeah, baby.
3: Anthony Green.
1: I, I'm happy for Anthony Green, first and foremost, like that he got such a big spot. Yeah, But this poor guy is going to get rocked. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he, he got well suzuki i guess you know he's gonna get rocked by suzuki but they were both in NXT around the same time so they you know you're gonna have a good match wagner that should be fine but Sh- Kano Fujita
1: if fujita is going to punt this poor guy's head off <laughs> and just put his foot on him and be like yeah i won he's going
0: to it's gonna be like a three two minute match maybe i feel bad for anthony green against Fujita. I, I don't most, know. I, that's the match I really want to see the most, honestly. I guess now that I'm thinking about the, it.
1: The most important part is we're getting Fujita versus Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my <laughs> <The> re- God. <laughs> that's are to going a draw guarantee. What are you like, I'm not going no, I'm not going over, brother. Well, someone's got to lose. No, 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 <laughs> oh, no.
0: Fun, fun fact, no one's got to lose. Uh, oh, it's gonna be
1: great! Someone, someone literally grabbed the match, <laughs> just like <laughs> wrestling's beautiful.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but you know, Kano versus Goshiyazaki, you know i there. And I think for the it. other
1: block might be better.
0: Yeah, uh, the other block's really good. Uh, who do you think's gonna beat Fujita in this A block? Because he he can't win every match, right?
1: Um, I mean, well, you... he likes to lose to like shoot people, so he actually might lose to Suzuki. Mm, that's true.
0: I could see, maybe I could see him maybe losing to Tanaka just because they're similar age. Yeah,
1: because yeah, he's old. and Yeah. They had a great title match, actually, earlier this year. Same uh, thing, same thing of
0: Mochizuki, honestly. Yeah, well. I, could
1: see, I could see Mochizuki because he's got the kickboxing background. Mm-hmm. Uh, karate, maybe exactly. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It should be an interesting way to book around him because they did it last year. But that's when they had like four blocks of like four people.
0: Yeah, who did? You, let's see. There. Who did he? Who did he lose to, if at all? Let's. No, nah, he lost to Funaki. He,
1: well, he's not fighting Funaki this time, so that's tough.
0: He beat Kiyomiya, and he beat Saito and he lost to Funaki. That is what happened to Fujita.
1: oh boy, that should be fun that should be
0: fun that's fine <laughs> I, I would say the people here facing up in this block uh are bigger names at this point maybe Muzak
1: maybe he loses to go um but they they're gonna book I'm sure they'll book around it somehow.
0: Oh, yeah. I I think right now he's losing to Shiyazaki on the day of the match. I don't know.
1: (laughs) They probably were like, okay, you could be in the tournament, but here's what you have to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to do. We can't be changing it the day of. We have this built perfectly. Uh, But let's talk about the B block. We have Masakatsu Funaki this motherfucking guy needs to go away I like we. everyone gets mad about the old guys that don't want to lose but like Funaki has had the worst title reign of maybe the year as Mm -hmm. the national champion his title matches are awful he's just it's just so boring and then he wins out of nowhere because like he could just make someone tap out at any time like oh this is so much fun if I wanted to do this I would have watched you know like fucking grappling like I don't I don't want to watch this. Just let me, just hit people. Uh so he's he leads the block. Kaito Kiyomiya obviously a favorite after beating Keiji Muto. Mm-hmm. The back-to-back N1 victory winner, Katsuhiko Nakajima. He has won two years in a row. Going for Takashi Sugira, Who doesn't love it. Takashi Sugira. I love uh, him. <laughs> I yeah, love. Exactly. Masakita Miya. Satoshi Kojima. Woo! Timothy Thatcher. And Jack Morris. (laughs) Uh, It's a great block. It's a great block. Uh, I don't know who Jack Morris is. No one does. Um, But it's a big opportunity for him. So I'm sure he's not going to just, you know, sit there and not try.
0: Jack Morris is a 28-year-old Scottish wrestler. uh, Five years of in-ring experience. He's pretty much mainly a tag team guy. Uh, and just looking at his like career matchup and everything, it's just like, he's, it's just a lot of ICW and a lot of like different English, Scott, you know, UK, uh, wrestlers, you you know, there's, I, I don't see him wrestling anybody of any sort of name or ilk. Uh, I don't see him wrestling anybody that is even in Noah now. So I don't know how he got in. Maybe he just like wanted to break out a little bit, went to that Noah, a thing it was like hey hey can you someone get me in uh and they got in i mean he has a match against doug williams and jody fleisch that's that's pretty big name i guess for uk indie scene other than that it's like tag team wrestler some singles matches and stuff but you know he's kind of a he's a no-name guy honestly he's just a simply no-name guy uh he was in a tag match of Simon Miller from what culture? Is that is that something? Is that a big match? Um,
1: go, uh, you know, go prove us wrong, Jack Morris. Yeah, I I am
0: interested. Uh, he has a good look, uh, despite looking like a you know WWE call wrestler. Um, he has a good look, um, and he is probably going to lose every single match. Probably maybe win yeah. one, maybe win yeah. one. but
1: uh, he, he doesn't have a great block to beat anyone unless he beats like Thatcher,
0: yeah, that Thatcher would be the only person I can maybe see losing to that, and Thatcher has a belt, so it's like that's also true. he does have a belt, uh well, let's talk about it who do you I mean Luck. Kojima and Kojima's really the only guy here I can see maybe pulling uh you know wins, trying to pull wins into his favor politically speaking. Uh, everyone else is not maybe, maybe Funaki. Uh, everyone else does not really see that too much. So I mean, who do you got as? I mean, we didn't even talked a bit of a block, but who do you got as your favorite for
1: the B block? I mean, Nakajima uh, I going think for I a three P. I have three-peat. to go with mhm, Uh, just based off the big Muto win, though I wouldn't have him win it because you don't want to do that match immediately unless he's winning. And I don't know if you want to keep again hot potatoing the title. Yeah, I don't know if. You- i don't know if you want to do that so yeah i'd probably i say kimi is probably the favorite but honestly would not be shocked if nakajima made the finals again though he might be punished still so
0: that is a great point i would have said nakajima you know you got the three-peat uh at least in this in you know at least in the block final i could have maybe say nakajima still could happen uh But yeah, the punishment tour of Nakajima is very intriguing and interesting with this whole block. I could see the three people I can see legitimately in circling the block final is Kiyomiya, Nakajima, and Kojima. And it all comes down to me of how they are treating the Nakajima uh, punishment tour. You know, Mm -hmm. Nakajima versus Kiyomiya would be good. Nakajima versus Kojima would be good. Kiyomiya versus Kojima would be good. Uh, it's all very interesting to me, and those are the three guys. If I had to pick one, hmm, I would love Kiyomiya. I think that would be really good. Um, I could see them doing Kojima versus Kiyomiya, and then having Kiyomiya win as the sort of muto, uh, <laughs> as the muto person. Muto um, adjacent. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Kiyomiya would then win the overall thing, but because I'm not, I'm looking at the A block, and I don't even. I don't know. Go, I would love. I don't think Kano just because it he's champion. It should
1: be Go, but who will it actually be? I do not know. It
0: should be Go. I don't think it'd be Kano because he's champion. And then also Fijita's there. <laughs> so
1: it's like, uh oh. It shouldn't be not be the title liquor. Let's just say that.
0: No. Uh Vegeta versus Go I could see as a block final. Um, I think that's a potential block yeah. final. Hmm. So then we get Fujita yeah, I mean, versus was Kojima. Like,
1: oh, there's going to be a lot of good matches, but uh, I, I don't know who's going to win. That's, last year's uh, tournament final between Kaito and Kano was one of my favorite matches of the year. It's the yeah. match that made me actually want to watch Noah. So I hope that whatever the final is, it's great.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh I guess there's all yeah. I guess there's also a chance we can get Funaki in there as well, since he was in the semifinals last year against Nakajima. Please no. He is a champion. He is. Maybe he loses to Kiyomiya, and then Kiyomiya is a challenger. If we're
1: gonna pick an old guy to win this, I'm picking Segura.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I want Segura as well. Everybody wants Sagira. Look at this him man.
1: And, him and Kanoe. <sighs>
0: Uh I'm excited for what is, what is the N1 start? Do you have it in front of you?
1: Uh August eleventh. August
0: eleventh. Oh it's, yeah, not really it's right around the corner. Tournament season. Not really right around the corner, but Yeah, coming but up. we're not
1: gonna talk about it again until it actually happens. So
0: Yeah, we got we certainly got it. Some was, time. It was
1: now or never. It was now or never for Jack Morris to get the uh You know what? We should try to get Jack Morris on the pod.
0: All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Get that thick Scottish accent. Let's get it. We could probably get Jack Morris on the I've show before literally the end never one. heard
1: him speak. So I, I I never heard him speak. So I don't know how thick his accent is, but I, I'm sure you're not wrong.
0: I'm looking. I'm literally looking him up somehow. I'm sure we can get Jack Morris on the show. Oh wait, Jack Morris. That's an actual YouTuber, apparently. Uh, Jack
1: Morris, wrestler. <laughs> God, Jack Morris, wrestler. The phone.
0: There's really not the a lot. The phone is ringing. There really is not a lot. I feel like we can get Jack Morris on the phone before the end one. That'd be fun. Let's... Jack Morris, welcome. Maybe that was him on the phone. Maybe that was him calling you right now.
1: Yeah, maybe it was. But anyways, let's uh let's move on.
0: Uh, Ring of Honor has a show this upcoming Saturday, Death Before Dishonor. Yes, it is this Saturday uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts at the Songas Songus, Center.
1: Songas Center, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it is yeah, the definitely. second pay per view under the TK Tony Khan Ring of Honor banner. I count um, this
1: as the official first pay per view.
0: I agree. I this is certainly a, the first official. The other one had like pre booking before TK and other people had to get booked and all this other stuff. So this is like really showing what we got. And you know, there might be more matches announced. We also might get a zero hour. I wouldn't be surprised about that. But at the moment, we got five matches. We got five titles. Every match is a title match, baby. Uh, and we got everything in front of us. So, Scotty, are you ready to preview Death Before Dishonor?
1: I am. You know, it's funny. At the end of last year, we had this big conversation about Ring of Honor dead or going to be dead. And now we're sitting here all these months later talking about a Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view that might be on paper. One of the best Ring of Honor pay per views in a year or multiple years, uh, just based on what could come from these matches. Yeah, and talk about who's in these matches. I have a lot of confidence. It should be a great show.
0: Same. I think this show should be fantastic. Everything on here looks the world really titles good.
1: should not main event.
0: I also agree. I also <laughs> agree. It should it should be the world tag team titles, but of course we'll get to that. Let's start off here with the Ring of Honor World Television Title Match. Samoa Joe defending his title is returning from kayfabe injury uh, to ch- or to defend his title against one Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, of course, got Sanjay Dutt. He's got uh, the big man. they suddenly forgetting his name. So will they get Sat involved? Sing? Satnam, Sat-nam Singh. There sing? it is. Uh, will they get involved? Who knows? But it will be Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. Who do you got? Is Samoa Joe hurt? Uh, no, I believe he was filming a movie.
1: Okay, okay. Like, like, I haven't seen this guy in forever. He was, he was
0: kayfabe injured, written off, okay. uh, to go film a movie.
1: Yeah, this is it. like the one match that's fully built up besides the tag title match, um, because of just obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to this. I, you know, I'm not that big of a Jay Lethal fan. I am a big Samoa Joe fan. I'm sure they'll have a good match. Uh, Joe's been pretty good for the most part since he's come back. Yeah. So I think they should go out there and have a good physical match. Who wins? Hopefully, Joe.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like it could be Joe. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting is that I don't read a lot of these matches. I don't really know. Uh, I'm not really picking up on anything specifically about who could win. Uh, I think Jay Lethal is a possible pick. I think it's interesting. He, if he wins, they can continue this feud of Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. But if he, if Jay Lethal also wins, you can have Samoa Joe move on to like doing cool AEW stuff
1: AEW stuff yeah well that's so also that the
0: that's also a very interesting question about what is this AE, this Ring of Honor roster is Samoa Joe yeah. on the Ring of Honor roster is he on AEW's well, roster
1: he did get the AEW graphic
0: that is true that is true uh, so i but also didn't Claudio get it but and then TK said that he was going to put him in Ring of Honor uh, so I don't know, you know, I just don't know anymore. Um, the whole thing is very interesting to me. But Samoa Joe, I personally, I think I would love to see Samoa Joe win, but I could see Jay Lethal get, pulling out the win, having Satnam Singh get involved, having Sanjay Dutt get involved, uh, and somehow Jay Lethal pulls ekes, ekes out a victory over his former mentor, Samoa Joe.
1: Uh, sure, whatever.
0: Not interested in the match anymore, are you?
1: I don't like Jay Lethal, so no. Fair enough. This is my. This is uh, you know, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I hope Joe wins.
0: All right. Uh, Ring of Honor Women's World Title Match: Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb.
1: I think Serena Deeb should win.
0: I agree. I completely agree. Uh, we
1: teasing a new faction too um the uh she teased it at dark it was like the, the Deeb dojo or something mm. so she's teasing something and i think this could be the start of it maybe someone helps her assist her to get her the win beat mercedes martinez and kind of lead that women's division this isn't a shot at martinez but i do think Deeb's a lot better currently and you know, she's it, not really because of age but i just think Deeb is the better wrestler and if you want to really develop that women's division in Ring of Honor, having Deeb at the top would be really, really smart.
0: I agree. I think you put the title on the heel uh, to, to help develop that women's division. Deep Dojo, uh, that could be interesting. That could also be a good way of, like, sort of, you know, different element to add to this whole thing. <clears throat> I don't know who those faction members would be. Uh it could
1: literally be, like, sky blue. I I don't know.
0: I, I, I was about I was gonna say and hear me out. I was gonna say the
1: Renegade twins. Ooh, I like them. They're good. Uh
0: they're I, I believe they're I getting I mean they a, get
1: wrecked every time they show up, but they're good.
0: They do, so they might need some training in the D Dojo. Uh yeah. I believe also they're getting a win on Dark, uh, which makes me think, oh, that's interesting. Um I think the win on Dark is maybe this week actually. Uh so uh I don't know. Uh I think D would be a better pick <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Mercedes Martinez as well. uh. So I yeah. think I would just prefer deep to have the title generally speaking, but I think also smartly speaking, it would just be a better thing for the division for maybe to have deep hold the title.
1: It's but it, yeah.
0: it, if Lethal's not winning the title, then I would definitely also
1: put the title on deep that if weirdly enough. Then I definitely hope Joe and Deeb win. that would be my, that would be how I'd book this TK Tony, Tony, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are, give it to Joe. let Joe keep the belt. Give it to Deeb, and you'll hear the rest of my pitches for the rest of the show. So mm-hmm. Just, just, just stay tuned.
0: Yeah, the, if if every match is also a title match, there's gotta be a title change, and we don't. You gotta
1: toss. Well, that's true. You gotta t- We need other matches on this card, like one or two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it mostly being all title matches because. It gives every match time to breathe. It kind of feels like, kind of feels like an NXT takeover in a lot of ways. Yeah, back in the day when mm-hmm. they just do titles. Yeah, and that's cool with me because you don't you don't have a TV show to builds up stories, so it's it's good not to just toss on a bunch of matches that are random. But you should toss on like one or two. Also, sign Bandito. God, I'm gonna get stuck with him being an impact. Yeah, is it gonna be black to roost. Black DK treated turn. disrespectfully. That's true. That's definitely true.
0: Um, yeah, I can see some zero hour. I can see at least like two zero hour matches, if not anything to the yeah. main card. Um,
1: yeah, you could probably put Brian Cage in the two uh goons with them. That's true. We don't have a match.
0: we don't have a Brian Cage match. We don't have a, a Gates of Agony match.
1: Brian uh, Cage just becoming a background player is like. Man, that's tough. <laughs>
0: Remember when it was like, "Oh yeah, Brian Cage versus Kenny Omega." And Now here we are. Uh, uh, Ring of Honor pure title match: Wheeler Yuta versus Dana Garcia. There was a really good on the like road to uh, countdown, whatever they were calling it, uh, on YouTube. Really good promo off between Yuta and Garcia in like a one-on-one setting. You know, Yuta's bringing up. You know, this match is set up as pro wrestler versus sports entertainer, but I thought you and I were caught from the same cloth. I thought you were a pro wrestler. Where is that guy who had a one-hour draw in a 100-degree warehouse with me? Where is that guy, you know, after the car accident? And Garcia's like, no, 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 don't bring up the car accident, and they really get into it. Very good stuff. Very excited about this match, this pure title match, Wheel of Universe versus Garcia. Uh, phew, I-, I could go either way on this one, personally. Uh, I got no feelings, and I don't care. I just, I'm expecting a real good match.
1: <sighs> All right, this is this is the match that I have to uh, finally admit I am not as high on these two as anyone, anyone. I, it's just the truth. I think they're both really good when they're wrestling people that are better than them. That that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't watch their hour long match last year because, well, it was an hour long. So like, you know, it it takes a lot for me to commit to that. Uh, If I, I, if I know it's going to be like an Omega Okada classic, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. But I did not watch this. So, so this is, this for me going into, it's like, okay, prove me wrong. Cause I am always happy to admit when I'm wrong when it doesn't happen that much, (laughs) but what happens, I'm happy to admit it. And these two I think have been great in their roles as part of the separate faction. So I think, you know, uh Garcia's been great as part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, even though I think he's kind of a nerd. Um but that's kind of the point. Like anytime he does stuff like he has the hat. That's the whole point of the gimmicks. Like you're supposed to be kind of like yeah. he, is. he does it well he does it well yeah he's, get, um, he's and then getting will healed U- he's getting healed and then will- right and will you is a great killer he you know hits the match with moxie obviously just that put him over the top and he's been really good but you know i watched this best of super juniors and i think everyone can admit he was very underwhelming in that tournament uh but these two know each other well they get a big spot here where they the pretty much the mid-card title or the second mid-card title the pure is this pure rules yes see that's why i'm worried okay that's why i'm worried here because you can only go so far without pure rules can ruin matches you and me have talked about this now there are jonathan gresham pure rules matches we liked but there are also ones we didn't like and that's really where this conversation goes back and forth uh i think this match you know Confidently, I do think this match will be really good. I just don't know if it can get to that level that so many people are hyping it up to be because of those factors that I have as a fan is. I'm not as high on both of them, plus pure rules kind of stink, so it's like I, I I gotta I temper my expectations, but I do hope that after I watch this match, I just sit there and, and just clap and like that was you know that was fantastic. You both proved me wrong. You guys did it together. I don't care who wins at all. I think there's a story behind you winning and there's obviously a story behind Garcia winning, but this is what I wanted from ring of honor. I wanted these two guys getting a big match on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Like that's what this show should be about It's having those young guys like Daniel Garcia, uh, Wheeler Yuta, Lee Moriarty, you know, all these guys, this is the brand they should be on every single week. It makes Ring of Honor fresh. It gives them a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think in the end, I'm going to sit there and say, you know what? You guys, you guys did great. I think, I think despite my concerns, I'm going to sit there at the end and be like, that was a great match.
0: Yeah, totally. I I get what you're saying though. Uh you know, that that the reminder of it is pure rules. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: it, uh it's hard for not not everyone is great at pure rules matches. Even technical wrestlers are not always great at pure rules matches. Uh it's a very specific gimmick that doesn't always work and it really depends on the wrestlers involved. I recall when he was in Ring of Honor uh, that Wheeler Yuta was pretty good, pretty decent at pure rules matches. He wasn't bad at it, um, but you know, it wasn't, you know, it was hit or miss. Maybe Daniel Garcia. I haven't seen a pure rules match of his. Uh, I guess there is one technically on dark, so I got to go check that out against him versus Alan five angels. Uh, so I definitely got to go check that out to see how he might be doing in that sort of gimmick style. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying, that it is it is hit or miss. It is when you're doing these pure rules matches, it's hit or miss, because it doesn't always work for every single person. Uh, I yeah. personally feel like it might work. I need to watch that dark match to really feel like Garcia's got it. Um, I But I don't know. I It's going to be interesting, I think. I think it's certainly going to be interesting between the two uh and because
1: like the way they've built the feud is like there should be blood there should be Mm -hmm. you know these two should probably kill each other but like pure rules does not fully allow that and i don't know i kind of get bored from like just technical exchange after technical exchange yeah so
0: the thing about pure rules matches is that people come at it thinking that it should always be like just technical wrestling but it it shouldn't be what makes pure rules exciting in a weird way, what makes pure rules exciting is the constant butting up against the rules. In a mm-hmm. weird way. Like someone being like so frustrated that just, you know, close fist punch someone in the jaw. You know, yeah. th- that, that and then be like, ah, oh, they you know, one more of that and you'll get disqualified. That's that's an exciting little bit. Um which I could totally see that happening.
1: Listen, I'm gonna feel very, very I, I think my opinions are gonna be either really correct or really wrong mm-hmm. after this match there's no middle ground like i think yeah. it's one way or the other um, it
0: either works or it doesn't this match either works or it doesn't yeah
1: yeah and i they've worked so much together that i feel like they can do it
0: uh totally agree Um, let's talk about the match that we both think should not be the main event, despite it being (laughs) a world title match ring of honor, world title match, Jonathan Gresham. Now with Tully Blanchard in his corner, he's part of the Tully Blanchard enterprises. I think is what it's called, uh, versus Claudio Castagnoli. Now, if you're TK, if you're TK sitting in that room, how tantalizing is putting the world title on Claudio? Is this a lock? I, you know, is this a lock and a
1: half? I don't I don't know. Because you, you know, you do the term aggression. You've had him waiting for so long, but you know, the funny thing is like everyone's going to be like, "Well, you know, it's really his first defense. It's not at all actually. He's had the title for 221 days. He's defended it 17 times just not in not necessarily always on shows where you see him, right? Yeah. So, like, that's the part you play here. <sighs> how do you have Claudio lose? Unless they cheat, unless he cheats. How do you have Claudio lose?
0: I don't know. I it's it's cheating, really. That's the only way I can think of now. Because because uh, the argument is like, you know, you're talking about the cheating angle. I'm also thinking about of them being both technical wrestler guys. We just established Claudio as potentially one of the best technical wrestlers in the world by beating Zack Sabre Jr. Without
1: doing technical wrestling.
0: Yeah, yes. yes. Uh, But by beating Zack Sabre Jr., being Danielson's pick and beating Zack Sabre Jr. Now he's against Gresham. Are we going to say Gresham is better than Claudio? Or are we going to say that Claudio is actually a really good technical wrestler? Yeah. So
1: You know what? I could see Gresham win if they want to do a Danielson match, because that's kind of the, I kind of feel like that's where they want to go with this because, you know, you had Gresham go on TV. He's like, I'm the best wrestler. I'm going to make all your favorites lose. I, you know, and doing all that, you have the black pool combat club going on here, but then there's the part of, well, you could make Claudio a world champion. Yeah. Like that's a big deal, uh. And yeah. I want to go. I just want to go through the names that Gresham has defended this title against, real sure. quick, because I think it kind of it gives an idea of like how many times he's actually defended the title, yeah. Um, and who he's defending against. So AJ Gray, not a great start. Uh, Adam Priest, Chris Saban, Steve Macklin, Too Cold Scorpio. Josh Alexander, I'm pretty sure you were at that match. I was. Uh, Chris Ridgeway, Cody uh, Chun, two H's? Cody Chun. I think it's Chun. Code, yeah. Chun. Sorry, sorry. Apologize. Nick Aldis, Dean Allmark, Santana of Santana. Oh. Ortiz. How was
0: That How was at that one too. That one stunk. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, nice. Emeritus, I don't know who that is. Uh, Fabio doesn't even have a cage match. Karen Noir, he, he defeated Karen Noir. Bandito, of course. Dalton Castle, and Lee Moriarty. So he's defending the title a lot. Decent crop of names there. It it really just depends on where they want to go with this Tully Blanchard's Enterprises story that they've just done. Do they want him to be that champion, or do they just want to get it to Claudio? That's really the conversation we're having here. Uh If I had to predict right now, i think gresham walks out with the belt really? really yeah yeah because to me you do the turn you're gonna have people at ringside uh i don't know
0: i <laughs> i'm i think
1: it's gonna be claudia. i'm 50 50 i know I, I i prefer if it's claudia
0: I think it's Claudio. I'm thinking TK is like Claudio never held the ring of honor title and he's going to put it on Claudio just to make himself Mm -hmm. happy. I think it's going to be Claudio because he's established as a good technical wrestler so he can be the world champ. I also I'm frustrated about it, but I'm also looking at the size difference in Gresham and Claudio and Gresham. And the other thing I'm worried about is legitimately the turn is there. I think the turn adds interest in this match and gives Gresham a good chance of winning and stuff. However, I do have concerns about Gresham and the Tully Blanchard Enterprises, TBE, because Brian Cage is also in there. And yes, we're joking about Brian Cage being an afterthought, but what if... Brian cage is supposed to be world title contender of that group and not Gresham. And they're moving right. Gresham down to the pure division or something like that. Mm-hmm. These are my concerns is that I could yeah. see easily doing a Claudio versus Brian cage match. And yeah. uh, so it, it, that is where I'm at is that I, see, right. I feel like they put him in there. They're going to slot him down, move cage up to make cage more important. And then he's going to face off against Claudio at some point. I don't know if he'll win. I think he'll lose. But but then, and then because then we can get Gresham in a division that he's definitely really good in. Gresham versus Garcia. Gresham versus Yuta. Gresham versus Lee Moriarty. Gresham versus other wrestlers. Um, you know, I, <laughs> these are this is what I'm thinking. I think that there are more things you could do of Claudio winning than there is Gresham winning. And I don't necessarily like it, but I think that's yeah. what they're going to do.
1: All right. Claudia wins. Yeah. uh, That's my preference. If I got to do my preferences for every win, Claudia would be winning.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about our main event. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title. Best two out of three falls match. FTR versus the Briscoes. Number two. This first match at Supercard of Honor in April. Was already discussed as potentially match of the year, certainly tag team match of the year. Still, my match of the year, I think it's also, I think it's also currently my match of the year. Uh, and we're gonna get a second one, and it's gonna be a two out of three falls match, a match that the Briscoes have won every time they've competed in against FTR. Scotty, you know what?
1: This, this, well, before I pick who wins and where this goes, one, it's gonna be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. FTR, I've watched them have one of my favorite tag team matches of all time in a best two out of three falls match. That was, of course, against DIY back in NXT. One of my favorite matches I've ever seen.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: They're doing it against the Briscoes. They've already shown in one match they have magic against one another. You're going to have a hot crowd. You're going to hopefully, I think they should have the main event spotlight. It's going to be hard for anyone to follow them if that's the case. And I know people like to have that world title in the main event, but this is the match. It's built as the match of the show. The Briscoes need to be signed to ring of honor. Yeah. If, if, if they, so, you know, we have the stories with Warner media, blah, blah, blah. Listen, they're now on bleacher report. Like this is where this pop, this pay-per-view is going to be. They are now on Warner media content. That is what's happening. So just, no matter what, I think the Briscoes need to be part of this moving forward. They don't feel right anywhere else. They need to be in Ring of Honor. And maybe they could dip their toe in AEW. But they need to be in this group because they're one of the best tag teams in the world, still to this day, all these years later. Back to the match.
0: Well, can I talk about that point real quick? Because yes. I'll take you one step further. I think they're going to be in Ring of Honor. I I completely agree with what you just said, and I think that's a great point. Warner Media were t- the people that did not want the Briscos anymore didn't want to deal with the Briscos, and then the Briscos lost, and we all moved on. Now the Briscos are back. This stuff is Warner Media content for sure. Uh, just based on how things are are shaking out, going on Bleacher Report, et cetera, et cetera. I do. I think they didn't have to bring the Briscos back, right? they AEW didn't have to bring the briscoes back and i'm certainly they wouldn't have brought them back without warner media's approval right right so the fact that they're back makes me really think that i think the briscoes are gonna be in ring of honor i i legitimately think that and i'm i am fucking here for it dude oh holy shit i'm here for it
1: i'm happy i don't have to live through the gcw and uh impact days anymore hopefully of the briscoes because they just weren't they just weren't the same or nwa too i know they were there as well um the this is going to be i am i'm so confident in these two teams this will be another match of the year contender like i agree I I don't know like how many people listening have been there live for any of this FTR run since the, since they've really turned it up this year,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but as someone that was in the building, the literally the first show after that Ring of Honor pay per view when they faced the Young Bucks, I know what's going to happen here. There's just a magic about what they're doing right now. And when you mix in the Briscoes and their story and that great sit-down interview that they did with Caprice, that was awesome. Like, that was legitimately awesome. So well done. They know they have magic here. Don't, Don't risk it. Put it in the main event. Nothing on this show is going to be better. Claudio and Gresham could have a fantastic match. It's not going to be better. Yeah. That's how confident I am in these two teams. Uh who wins, I do think FCR keeps the titles. Unless unless there is always that possibility that the Briscoes win because they win all the time. They have how many title reigns now? Like fourteen, fifteen? They have a lot. Uh I do think FCR wins. I think FCR should win. But this I wanna bring this up about the show overall. There's gonna be some surprises on this show. Mm -hmm. Tony Tony's not showing up just here's five matches and we're going out maybe they add two more matches but there's going to be surprises on the show last time we got the young bucks going out they teased the match with the briscoes they never did it could see that happen again remember the young bucks no longer have titles yeah they gotta they gotta look somewhere else um and you gotta set up a match for what is it all out all out for the young bucks yep And FTR obviously needs a match. And I think if those AEW tag titles are going to keep Busy, this is a way to set that up as well. There's so many ways to go here, but I cannot wait for this match. This is the match of the weekend.
0: You know, you could also have, like, the Briscoes win this match, and then you can do at the next pay-per-view or whatever for Ring of Honor, Young Bucks versus the Briscoes versus FTR.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or you could just wait do the brisk as rich young books at mm-hmm. all out then do that then do the three way yeah but i but the thing with ftr is they're already holding two other titles so like i have a tough time seeing them lose
0: yeah yeah like
1: okay. the triple a ones don't matter I, i'm let's just be honest here that triple a doesn't care about them otherwise they would you know use them yeah uh but the iwgp ones do matter a little bit yes um so that's kind of where that conversation comes and they're working that and they're working towards an FTR Aussie open match. So it's like FTR is just having themselves a time, but I like your idea too. Um, Even if they wanted to do that on all out, I wouldn't be shocked if they just wanted to do that three, that triple threat instead of uh, waiting for ring of honor, pay-per-view. They could just do those three, even if FTR wins, maybe the young bucks screw the Briscoes like there's, there's ways to go here. Uh, but it should be great. It would be a lot of heat, though, if they had the Briscoes get screwed in a best two out of three falls
2: match.
0: Yeah. I think I could see the Young Bucks getting involved in some capacity just because of how it played out last time. You know, yes, that played out and played into a tag match with the, for the titles the following Wednesday. That was just a building to that dynamite. But if you can continue them in that that sphere... Then you can have the Young Bucks, the Briscoes, the FTR all sort of fighting for the Ring of Honor tag titles. And that could be very interesting to me. Um, Yeah, if I was TK and I'm able to bring back the Briscoes, I would put the titles on the Briscoes here. Because not only would that be interesting, it would be in line with the best of two out of three falls and stuff. It would also you have a third match of FTR versus the Briscoes. Uh, and you know how much wrestlers love trilogies. Um, and then you also you could also include the Young Bucks. You could do then on Dynamite, the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes. You can do on Dynamite, you know, you know something, something of that ilk and then having the Young Bucks being involved in some sort of triple threat down the line. Um, that's what I can see moving forward. That's how I would handle it based off of the previous stuff. But I go, the Young Bucks also might not get involved whatsoever. I think the fact that it's two out of three falls makes it feel more like the Briscoe should have the titles. I think the Briscoe should have these titles. Uh quite honestly. I get what you're saying that, that there's concerned about them, the FTR holding other titles. But I don't know. There's also the idea that the Briscoes want the IWGP tag titles as well. Uh, so I could see them being like, "Oh, we beat you. Now we can challenge for the IWGP's." They lose that. Yada yada yada. Um, so this match is super interesting to me of how everything could play out. Ft, I, same thing with the Claudio thing. I think it's way more interesting for the Briscoes to win, and there's way more story potential with the Briscoes winning than FTR. FTR winning is very cool, but then it's just like, "All right, what's next?" Do
1: did you pre- did you predict 5 new champions
0: today?
1: Uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I I don't think I said who would win between Garcia and Yuta, but I would pick Yuta. Uh, I would pick Wheeler. Okay. Yuta. Okay.
1: So I picked
0: <laughs> I think I picked at minimum 3, maybe 4.
1: I think you picked 4. Oh, you I picked deep. I, Deeb, I picked, Deeb, you picked the Briscoes, you uh-huh, picked Claudio. Uh-huh. And you picked lethal, <laughs> but I,
0: hey, but I did say, and that's why I said by three. I did say that if lethal doesn't win then you switch the deep. uh, so that that one I would say is like a, it okay, could go either, okay. either one.
1: Three's uh, fair. Any any more could be a little bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I did do that. Uh, any more is like TK said. Yeah, I never wanted any of this. Shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I'm just doing what I got at the time. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, I I think. I think the Briscoes would just be a better move. FTR, I could see them
1: retaining, but... Uh, ba-da-bum, 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 ba-da-bum.
0: If the if FTR retains, then I could see the next Ring of Honor show being FTR versus the Young Bucks for the titles. I, th- I think the Young Bucks are going to get involved in this title division, and I think that's part of the reason why all this like why it's not happening why FTR never challenged for the young bucks for the tag titles i think they're saving it for a ring of honor thing
1: you know what i think we should just admit that the tag titles should be the main event of this promotion moving forward
0: <laughs> well you know put it on claudio there's a chance that claudio you know claudio versus somebody cool right now but i did say brian cage that's necessarily true and here's the other thing about this the promotion I think you're right. The tag titles should defend for a while because the tag titles have at least three interesting teams that can circle around this. And then you yeah, got the everything
1: gates. else was like, uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And then you got Gates of Agon underneath. Let's talk about the singles men's division. Who is in this roster? We got Gresham. We got Claudio, We got Brian Cage. I guess Samoa Joe J. Lethal. Anyone else? I mean, Claudio versus Samoa Joe. That's a world title that I can main event. Oh, oh, that's a title that can main event a show. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Jay Lethal gets the win. Four title changes. I'm talking myself into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, Ring of Honor. That's this Saturday. That should be real good. It's I on- just,
1: uh, I always want to say. I did say FTR versus the Briscoes would be the uh, match of the weekend, and I just remembered Cherry versus Tan McConnell's happening. So I'm gonna pump the brakes for a second.
0: <laughs> Go pump the brakes, man. Uh, it should be good. It's on Bleach Report. It should
1: be the match of the weekend. Not on fight.
0: Not on fight. It is on Bleach Report this time, which is very It's on
1: fight for anyone that's international listening to us. Yes,
0: that is true. Um, want to do a little quick G1 climax update? Just a little quick, quick, <sighs> do I have quick, a little a step? choice? Yes, you do.
1: Oh, no.
0: no. All right. We're not going to do it then. Uh, let's. No, it's okay. It's okay. We can do it. Okay. Uh,. You have as much of a choice as I do, good sir. Uh, so there are three nights of G1 Climax. By the time this happened, were you able to watch G1 Climax Night Three this morning?
1: No, and I was only going to watch the main event. So okay, then that's fine.
0: Well, I'm just going to go, and I, already, and I already know who won. Perfect. So. Uh, I also watched the only the main event. Um, let's talk about just. I'm just going to quickly read off the matches from Night One, and if you have any thoughts about that match, uh, any of the you know any of those matches after I read all of them, you could know, say you know the deal. Uh, night one, we had C-Block tournament match. Hiroshi Tanahashi losing to Aaron Hanare. We have Will Ospreay. Fuck that. Will Ospreay <laughs> defeating El Phantasmo in the D-Block tournament. Um, we have B-Block Sonata defeating J Oh, sorry. Jay White defeating Sonata. Um, we had and then A Block. We had uh Kazuchika Okada defeating Jeff Cobb. So any thoughts on you know, those four matches?
1: You know, I know you're doing your family reunion and you were busy and doing that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this, but I said Tanahashi needs some more Muto in him. I'm <laughs> sick, sick of this guy losing to Scrubs. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, Aaron Hanare, I have no problem with him. He's he's just he's like so aggressively fine as a wrestler mm-hmm. that like him beating Tanahashi hurts me in every part of my being. It's the it's the Chase Owens loss of this year. I get it. Yeah, but like this is Hiroshi Tanahashi, guys. Like,
2: come on.
1: Uh the other matches were good. You know, uh... that the main event was fantastic. Actually.
2: I,
0: I sort of agree. It's like Tanahashi likes Hanare and it's going to put him over to have him get the win, but it is like aggressively fine. But also at the same time, it's also the G1 climax. Tanahashi is not going to win every match. So Hanare is a good person to lose against. Ta-
1: uh, like I understand New Japan had that big thing. They're like, yeah, we want to get younger. Okay. If you want to get younger, Shota, Umino and Ren Narita would have been over here, you know, six months ago. So yeah. clearly you don't want to get younger that quickly. Also also because they've they've been ready. I don't know how much they could do in Rev Pro to get ready. Yeah. Are strong. But the other thing is, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi's different from your old generation. Like you can't just put him in the background like you do with Kojima and Nagata and Tenzon. Like He's different from them. And and that's why Kojima and Nagata are doing stuff outside because they're still capable of having great matches. But Tanahashi's different. You can't do that with him. He still has another run in him if you want it from him. So every year that he has to do these losses to, I'm sorry, the low card of this company, it just sucks. It just sucks. And it's fine. He put over Hanara. I know they have a relationship. They used to be tag partners and whatnot. But man, it's just... Come on!
0: That's true. Uh, they used to be tag partners. Totally forgot about that part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I thought Will Ospreay, of Tasmo put on a really good match. Mm-hmm. I was kind of bored about Sonata J. White. And then yeah, uh, I got bored. Okada Cobb was uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Not as good as the previous good. matches. Not as good as the
1: previous matches, but still good. I guess is how I I thought it was it. a great match. Um, I don't remember their previous matches, to be fair, because my brain is mush, mm-hmm. but I think their match last year was better off the top of my head from the G1. Yeah. But I thought this was still really good. Yeah. Good way to kick off the uh, the uh, G1.
0: I agree. Uh, night 2, we had four more matches. B block, we had Taichi defeating Tomohiro Ishii. Ooh. We yeah, had A-block match, Toro Yano defeating Jonah by countout. Uh, C-block match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Kenta with the move titled Smell My Vegan Cheese, You Mother. Uh, and a D- <laughs> in the D-block match, we had Juice <laughs> Robinson defeating Shingo. So I feel like a lot of upsets here this, <laughs> this second night,
1: right? Uh, Yeah, okay. So we'll start with the first one. I think Tai Chi winning was what I expected. Ishii wasn't even supposed to be in this tournament, so I don't mm-hmm. consider that an upset. Uh, tai Chi was great. Ishii was great. Great match. Great uh, match. Right off, right off the bat. Weird, um, weirdly,
0: I think so far, match of the tournament for
1: me. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's high. It, that's was, high praise.
0: it was really great. It was like, it was the, it was the Tai Chi I want to see. Like, it was just so yeah. good.
1: You just love Ishii too. You gotta. You that's also gotta true. That. I'm I'm like, I mean, I think Ishii's every game. time he has a big match, we walk away from it, and you're like, "Wow, that was like the best match of all time." Or it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so. it was Ishii. So, I mean, you see it at 75 other times, but okay, sure, 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 I'm just kidding. This one was great. This yeah. one was great. I'm just being a jerk. Uh, I didn't watch Yano versus Jonah. Sad to hear Jonah lost. So that's kind of humiliating for your first match. Would you like? You would you like to know
0: match? the finish of the match? uh yes uh jonah and yano are fighting on the outside bad dude tita comes over yana throws bad dude tita into jonah who they're kind of like in a hug position yana then low blows both of them runs back in the ring jonah can't make it back in time
1: kenta's back baby this is my kenta right here now he lost he lost Mm -hmm, he lost mm -hmm. and it's very unfortunate but he was ruthless. He was devastating. I I read today that him and Jay White were not on the same page in their tag title match or not tag titles, just tag match. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, are you, are you hinting to me? I'm getting full-time Kenta back. Cause you don't tease me with that. Kenta was great in here. Zach was great in here. Oh, I love this match. Uh, just very physical, really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I thought night two was actually better than night one overall. Um, as a show mm-hmm. um, and i actually really like the main event uh the f- the finish was flat obviously because you know juice couldn't get shingle up so he just did the pulp friction yeah um, but i thought juice was really good uh, i actually like bullet club juice um, I, do too. I think I, do too. I think the rock hard man's figuring it out i think he plays a good heel i think i like here so it's funny because like some people don't like when wrestlers talk during their matches, but Juice is like a phenomenal promo. Yeah, so I like hearing him do it because he's also very funny. Uh, I thought him and Shingle was really good though. Um, he beat him clean, which was very shocking.
0: I just like Juice Robinson because he has the the
1: I missed him by the way dearly.
0: He has like the vibe of a Doc Gallows, but like way, m- <laughs> but like much more better wrestling. That makes sense. He's it. very
1: yeah, he's talented. He he can be grimy, but he's like good.
0: He's real good. And I miss yeah. Juice a lot. I miss Juice too. I'm glad to see him back. Glad to see him okay and all that jazz. Did he walk out with the title? He did walk out with the title. <laughs> he one hundred percent walked out with the title. And and he, said, s- he stole the announcer's microphone and announced himself as the
1: IWGP US heavyweight champion. I, I, I said I missed uh Juice. Like I really missed Juice or something. <laughs> And someone commented, "He's like, you know, I like juice, but you're probably the only person not engaged in him to ever say this. I, I like, like juice too. Juice is good. I I've always juice. liked juice. juice. I've always been a juice guy. Juice, juice is great. Uh, I'm really excited. I thought Shingo was really good in this match. Obviously, I don't I don't want to take away from what Shingo did, but yeah. I really liked what they did. They did. They kept trading back the like uh, jabs, which was fun too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that that." Uh, that was my favorite show of the G1 so far.
0: I agree. Um, night 3, which we'll quickly go through since uh, we haven't watched it, but just to get a little bit I'm of I'm not
1: watching three of the matches anyways.
0: But we'll get a little update. Uh, D-Block tournament, it was... Get ready. Strap in. D-Block tournament, it was Yudro Takahashi defeating
1: David Finlay Finley. In 12 You're goddamn right. House of Torture represent.
0: I saw someone on Twitter surmise that because he's carrying a shillelagh that David Finley might join House of Torture.
1: I saw that too.
0: And I was like, I think, I, I've been thinking about it for the past couple of days.
1: <laughs> I think David Finley needs a group.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, the problem with it is I don't know about like juice turning and going to Bullet Club and then also David Finley turning and joining Evil, which is kind of also Bullet Club you know that you know what i mean like that that's the part that i'm worried about i mean unless unless house of torture fully breaks away then sure but right i'm i you know the fact that it'll be both bullet club i don't know um b block tournament match taimana tonga defeated chase owens a block tournament match bad luck fale defeated lance archer uh and then i watched this main event it was hiroki goto defeated okay. no, 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 to United no, no,
1: and C-Block. No, no, no. no, no, no. If, if Tony Khan never wants to work with New Japan again because of that booking, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. That's disgusting.
0: Bad luck, Folly Bro. versus over Lance Archer by Countout. It says 10 minutes, 46 seconds, Countout. Podcast Network. Nice. Thank you. It's not good. <laughs> I, I'm
1: just happy they acknowledged that the day was shitty. So they're like, yeah, here's all these shitty results. Um, happy Ujuro won, of course. Uh, happy Tamatanga won because it means Chase Owens didn't win. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm blocked by him on Twitter. It's not really shocking. Mm-hmm. I actually blocked him first, but it's fine. We equally yeah. blocked each other uh, because I didn't want to see his tweets pop up. And I was like, why am I seeing Chase Owens' tweets pop up? Anyways uh so yeah he sucks wow. what was the third match oh that's ridiculous Lance that Archer. Like yeah. by count out that's just upsetting it's just upsetting it couldn't even i hope i hope every time an aew is booked to lose in new japan from now on they just get to a bad wrestler it's just via count out yeah percent. Like, yeah you know what here you could he, he could beat him but it has to be via count out. that's so lame yeah especially count He's out
0: like- two nights in a row
1: who is uh, you can talk about the main event since I didn't see it.
0: Uh, the main event, was C block tournament match, Hiroki go to defeat Tetsu Naito. Very good match. Very, very good match. Almost a great match, I would say, but it was like right on the cusp of being great. The beginning of the match was kind of slow. It was still good, but kind of slow. And then the second half of the match third, you know, last third really picked up crowd got super into it. Goto Naito doing a lot of fantastic spots. Uh, reversing brain buster kind of moves and uh, I think it was a brain buster um, uh, and, you know, reversing moves just a lot of good stuff crowd was fully behind uh, Tetsuya but also super behind Hiroki Goto and then you get the surprise win of Goto beating Naito uh, the upset win of Goto beating Naito crowd super popped for Goto winning just like a surprise like whoa and I, I think there was even some crowd, <laughs> crowd like oh noise in terms of vocals uh very good ah! very very yeah they all send it like that uh ah! very good match very definitely definitely a match to go out and watch 100 so
1: so looking at the last day now, now you know this is important yeah lance archer is part of that last day he faces Okada, so there there's probably a good chance he's in contention it's also jonah versus bad luck Fale, so that could mean really bad things for all of us. Um, Tomohiro Ishii versus Sonata. Interesting. Could
0: go either um, way, honestly.
1: I'm guessing Sonata's probably in the... So he obviously lost his first one. Yes. As did Ishii. So I'm guessing Sonata's in the conversation at least. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Okay, so the day before that is Chi versus Bredo Khan.
3: Uh huh.
1: Hmm. Interesting, cause interesting. that's a big one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot I'm of getting, interesting uh, things. The B block's really weird. There's no clear winner just because Jay White has the world title. Yeah. Um. Okay. Besides, I guess Jay so, White winning. So right? that means C block Hiroki Goto versus Evil. So are you are you telling me Hiroki Goto has a shot? No. No, he probably doesn't. Um, he couldn't then, get the
0: he, AEW not, title, so he's going after the IWGP.
1: Yeah, he should. Naito versus Zack Saber Jr., Shingo versus El Phantasmo, and Osprey versus Juice. Mm-hmm. Good, good to keep in mind.
0: Osprey versus or... Juice could be a a contender for the block. I think.
1: Yeah, to me, three blocks are
0: already set. And... I could see. I could also see Juice winning the block based off of That'll that. That'd be a move. Because, well, then you could, you know, then it's like, oh, I should win because I'm the challenger and, and Osprey being like, well, I'm actual champion and that could, that could build into a match is what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: That could build yeah, into a proper I match. Yeah, I mean, hey, G1's, G1's heated up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so the current standings at the moment are Block A with two points. Obviously, this is not, doesn't really tell us anything, really. Block A of two points is Okada, Yano, and Bad Luck Fale. Zero points is Cobb Archer- T- Lawler and Jonah Lawler, I believe is the only one that has not wrestled yet. Um, B block. We have uh, two points of Jay White, Taichi and Tama Tonga, with Ishii, Sonata, Great Khan, and Chase Owens all of zero points. Great Khan has not wrestled yet. Block C, uh, Hanare, Sa- Zack Sabre Jr. and Goto all of two points with Evil, Naito, Kenta and Tanahashi who have all of zero points. Evil has not wrestled yet. And block D, Osprey, Robinson and takahashi all have two points of shingo yoshihashi elf Fantasma dude finley all have zero points of yoshihashi not wrestling yet so basically still anybody's game but uh those are your early early predictors of potential winners i guess
1: yeah yeah
0: so good stuff g1 climax is starting and uh, we'll have a lot more of that. But if you, want, if you want daily check. coverage of the G1 Climax, I should say, uh, check out Okada Shorts, uh, one of the podcasts on the Countout Podcast Network. Okada Shorts uh, is our New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. They're doing uh, a podcast every day of the G1. So basically near daily coverage of the G1 Climax. Uh, so, I mean, at the time of a recording, when Ring Plus Radio comes out, there's also a night three okada shorts episode that's probably out um so go check that out they're doing daily coverage they're only like 20 minute episodes so easy listens um but definitely go check that out Scotty, you were gonna say something
1: yeah check out uh check the dm's real quick
0: all right checking the twitter dm's real quick uh it's a photo it is a picture of keji muto in a game of thrones style came of throne style ice chair much also akin to superman's fortress of solitude the final Ugh. countdown series <sighs> can we also You're talk about nice. how he came to the final out came out as the final countdown that was fun i love to see it i love yeah. to see it um that is it i believe for this week's episode of Ringpost post radio uh thank you so much for everybody for listening to this week's episode we'll be back next week again not this weekend uh i will be again out of town i'll be going to disney this weekend scotty
1: yeah 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 you're doing stuff i get it whatever it's fine i i'll just i'll just sit here and survive it's cool
0: you'll be you'll be watching uh i believe a casket match while i'm on big thunder mountain railroad
1: um, if you're on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at like four AM, then congratulations.
0: I snuck into the heart into the park.
1: <laughs> that's just dedication right there. That's dedication. Uh, well that well you have fun. Um I will just, you know, do what I do because that's what I do. Shout out Mark Henry for that one. Um, yeah, you know, remember what he used to do that. Anyways, uh yeah, enjoy your uh, enjoy your vacation. I hope uh how long are you going away for?
0: I am gone Friday night to Monday morning. So uh There you go.
1: That's a party.
0: It's gonna be a party. Uh it's yeah, it's literally we're going to Magic Kingdom on Saturday and then Animal Kingdom on Sunday. Um I've never been to the Animal Kingdom Pandora part of the thing,
1: part of the park. Avatar.
0: The yeah, Avatar Animal sections. So I guess I'm excited. Pretty excited about it.
1: <laughs> I guess. I guess I I'm guess. pretty excited. Uh, no, don't don't sell it like you just did. Um, they might they might be upset that you're not as excited as you should be. Maybe maybe maybe.
0: Uh, but then I'm also going to Dynamite tonight, so I also got a lot of I got a lot of stuff on my plate, and I'm still considering going. To... Is, let's light
1: the fuse. I'm don't considering
0: go also going to Terminus. I isn't that Kenosuke? Yeah, that's why I'm considering. <laughs> so,
1: how how can you make a Kenosuke to catch the match bad? Terminus rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or who is he he's against Gresham who has not had great main events in terminus history uh what else what else do we got here remember
1: um, when we thought terminus was dead
0: yeah i mean remember when we thought terminus was going to be the next like the pwg of the south
1: um kind of i know you were very excited for it especially yeah and then they had that first show and you're like oh that was bad
0: um, Masha Slammer version versus queen Aminata. Um, Jay lethal versus Baron black, Mike Bennett versus Invictus cash. Will forever. versus Adam priest con. We like con. We love con. You,
1: you love, Khan,
0: you also love, Khan. Khan. also love con. I like
1: con. I don't love,
0: Khan. uh, he's in an open <laughs> challenge match. So he's against some random person. And then, uh, C4 Cody Chun, Guillermo Rosas from, uh, um, uh, Seattle promotion, Defy, versus The Factory, Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. <laughs> Get hype, baby. Get hype, stay hype.
1: I love that. Big God. Sorry. Um, I love that their decision as in AEW's mm-hmm. has been, let's just send The Factory everywhere. <laughs> Why That's, not? that? That's where we'll you know we'll make it up to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know th- them getting such a star in QT Marshall. Yeah, you know that that's it's enough. It's enough. It's enough, and I I appreciate the grind that they have done there.
0: What I do love about Terminus is that now that uh they're they Ring of Honor affiliated, they're now eight re- slightly AW affiliated. We can get better wrestlers like Takeshita on on the show. Uh, oh, and, oh, you, and, and I'll stop better. there. I'll stop there.
1: I guess. But even better, you get the factory.
0: <laughs> oh, give me Nick Camarado. I would maybe Nick Camarado versus Khan. Maybe that's fun. Maybe that's some In fun a stuff. A Terminus
1: rules match. A Terminus yeah. rules match. Do they
0: still have those rules? I believe so. Oh man, the rules aren't that's terrible, cool. but they're not. I they thought this the, the, the Sant- too many. The Santana Gresham match. Oh no, but that wasn't Terminus Rules now, that I think about it. No, was it? No, it was Pure Rules. Was it? It was Pure Rules. I don't even remember. I don't, was it Pure I Rules? Literally,
1: I literally just looked. It was uh, Pure okay. Rules.
0: Yeah, that did really that was a good pure Pure Rules match up until the ending. Uh
1: yeah, that was I feel like that's what you say a lot about these uh Gresham. Terminus match, yeah, it was really, really good. And then the ending happened. It it Suck.
0: I said about the both of the main events was that's why I'm not necessarily excited about this show. I, I, there's a lot of stuff I'm excited about, uh, but every single time it's like, man, the main event's pretty good, and then the finish sucks ass so hard. Oh,
1: so hard. Wait, okay, so here's what Knechka. What the fuck's his name? Kinoske. skate to Knechka. He has two big matches this weekend. Mm-hmm. Two more. Uh, and he's, So he's wrestling Blackwood and Prestige. Yep. Uh, and then he's fighting Josh Alexander at the debut Garden State show.
0: Yeah, that's something. So wait, hold on. That's the other thing. You had tickets for Garden State.
1: Right? I had to get rid of them because I couldn't make it happen.
0: And then, and then now you don't even know if you can do a Ring of Honor. It's well because it's I couldn't apart.
1: make it happen. There was a reason I couldn't make it happen.
0: It's far, falling apart. Let's see what you're missing out on at Garden State. Uh, it's
1: okay. I'm just missing Miyu Yamashita. I'm just gonna, you know, I'll be fine.
0: Just Miyu Yamashita. Well,
1: she's wrestling Billy Starks,
0: Janai Kai, Davey Richards versus Robert Murder. That could be fun. Josh Alexander versus Takeshita. That should be good. Brian Keith versus Effie. I'm sure after uh, Effie's day yesterday, I'm sure that's going to be very interesting, I guess. Taya Valkyrie versus Trisha Dora in a triple A Reina De Reinas title match. Oh boy. Yum, dumb and broke versus team H2O Calvin Tankman versus Tessa Alexander. Yeah. 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 The second show, she looks no
1: <laughs> second. Show, All right. Wrap looking... <laughs> up the podcast. My match of the week, by the way, was the AEW tag t- title match. There you go. Boom. See ya.
0: Yeah, that was a really, really good match. Um, I would say, uh, like I said, I didn't really watch a lot of wrestling. I watched a lot of what we watch, we're we supposed to watch because of reasons.
1: You could just say John Moxley versus Takesh so We can move on. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'll say John Moxley versus Takeshita. It's Why? on
1: brand for what we've just been talking about. So there you That's go. True. That is true.
0: Um, so that is it for this week's episode of ring post radio. Um, it's been real. It's been real folks. We'll be back next week. Not this weekend, but next week. I think we talked about maybe doing Tuesday, Scotty. We'll figure it out. We'll obviously tweet it about it. Like you we did just time. tell
2: me
1: and I'll be there.
0: I'm, I'm available Monday night or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. I just not available on Sunday. Um, so it's up. So it's up to your schedule,
1: I guess. Um, and the week after, uh-huh. we get to review SummerSlam and night one and two of the five-star Grand Prix, baby. I... I'm mostly excited about the two five-star match shows. I'm not excited about SummerSlam.
0: Are you excited about Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view Oh, event? my
1: God. That was the biggest news piece of the week. I wasn't even talk about. Woo! <laughs> the... J-E-Double-F-J-A-Double-R-E-Double-T-Jeff Jarrett. It's really just Jeff Jarrett versus Andrade in my eyes. So.
0: I, I'm I'm looking at it as Andrade versus Jay Lethal. That's all I'm looking at is like, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Oh, it's going to be dangerous, but that show actually looks great.
0: Can I talk about that meme that was going around with Ric Flair real quick? About him, him and, like lacing his boots and stuff? Yeah. Everyone... Oh, yeah. Everyone assumed that it's him putting on his boots and not after work, after wrestling and taking off the boots. Like everyone That's was like, true. I was like, yeah, of course he looks tired after wrestling and running around and stuff. I mean, he is 70, but also I would look like that if I did the same thing.
1: See, here's the way I look at it. It's going to be a shit show no matter what. <laughs> I can't wait for it. It's gonna. I, I The entire card looks
0: good and I'm super hyped for it. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to find the card, and I can't find the full card.
0: We'll we'll going. we'll do a full preview next week. Oh my uh, god! But uh, thank I'm god. excited for it. So stay tuned for that, folks. That's the teaser for next week. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe to the show on RingPost Radio wherever you get podcasts: Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, or, or I guess Apple Podcasts. I'm Ryan Knights. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knightsy. That's Scotty Edwards at Scott E Wrestling. Follow the whole show as well at Countout Pod. Uh, We'll tweet out there when we're going to record next. Maybe Tuesday, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. If we do Monday, it'll be Ring post Radio Nights, so maybe that's a tease. I don't know. Um, uh, We'll have more info about everything else coming out later on Pod. So until then, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.